0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Boost podcast. Before we hop into this excellent episode featuring T Bates, I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone that has been showing support lately. That has come to join the Booster Club, has been active in the Discord. Uh, I've been loving the activity and the questions and the conversations and all of the talk about getting better and what people are working on. It's been fantastic. So if you're hesitant, if you've been thinking about it, if you haven't had a reason. To click on that link now is the time. So go ahead and do that. I hope to see more people in there soon, enjoying all of the great things that we are building over there. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Okay, today is a very exciting episode for me. First time recording an interview in a little while, and this is a this is a great way to do it. As you have already seen the title, you know who the guest is: T. Bates. Thank you so much for joining me on the Infinite Boost Podcast. Thank you,
1: thank you. I appreciate it. Um I've heard good things from some of my friends about this podcast and I am ready to talk about Rocket League and stuff like that. So thank you for having me on.
0: Definitely. Wait, you said you said friends is in plural. So I know I I will say that I, I DM'd fat of previous guest of the show and he immediately suggested you as a guest uh but did you did you do any other further research did you ask people to confirm that this wasn't a bad idea with anybody else that i feel like i should send a thank you to
1: uh not necessarily no nick oh okay well i guess i shouldn't have said friends i heard that you had had Daz in the show and he's one of my friends i just didn't ask him about it and i mean if nick's one like my homie so as long as nick brings it up and suggests me I knew it, like it could be a good time and it's uh, this would be class. So friend and I know you have another one of my friends on here. So yeah, that's how. Perfect.
0: Well, I'm glad that uh, people have had a good time on the show and I hope it ends up being the same for you. So we'll just go ahead and get into it. Now, usually I start off the show the same way. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you found Rocket League. Like how did you get into Rocket League uh, and what kind of created that fire for you to get to where you are now okay
1: um hmm all righty so the first time i ever thought or saw or touched a game of Rocket league was in 2015 i believe when the game came out on playstation and we were at we as me and my friends were at my friend's birthday party and at the end, after everybody left, they're just, like, the core group of, like, five or six guys, and he had downloaded Rocket League onto the PlayStation, and we just played, like, twos and threes, because we all had, like, a whole bunch of controllers. I know we played 2v2, because four controllers on PlayStation, yeah, and it was really fun. We were all terrible, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was a really fun time, really casual. It was a competitive game where we were all just, like, really excited, just at the ball and the goal. It was pretty cool, and... So then, like, I wanted to play it again, but I played on Xbox and I wasn't going to go buy a PlayStation to play it. So I didn't get to play it again until it came out in February around my birthday. I don't know if it came out exactly on my birthday on Xbox, but it was pretty close. But, um, and then I started playing that casually again with my friends who are on Xbox. Uh, we would play private matches every once in a while. I didn't really grind it. It was just like a game I played on the side because I originally, originally, like, I didn't really, like, compete in any games. I played Madden Ultimate Team, FIFA Ultimate Team. I would do, like, coin games, car games, or stuff like that, and um, build my team up, make a little money off of those games. So, that what really ended up leading me into, like, really wanting to play Rocket League and get better at it, per se, was when probably around, like, the August of 2016 came around, and my one friend was really nice <laughs> and he could like aerial and all that he was way up high in the <laughs> sky and none of our cause like as i was saying we would just like casually hop on and play every once in a while so i was probably the worst out of all my friends and they can at least hit the ball consistently somewhat for like a i guess like a rising star shooting star level back then and i couldn't i was probably like gold met tops and my one friend was just airing way above us all day. i was like what that's insane and um I wanted to do that, so I started grinding a little bit more. I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm putting in like twenty hours a week. I probably put in like five hours a week, which is way more than like zero hours a week than I was. So um, <laughs> and then, then by December-ish, I played that friend of one v one. Cause I wanted to see how good I was at that point, and he absolutely demolished me still. He won, I think, 13 to 1 and like 14 to 2. That's pretty bad, <laughs> and and so at that point I was like, okay, I want to play this game for real because the other games I played as a Madden, FIFA, and 2K, they were all starting to, like become boring and repetitive to me, and it was you know, I just needed something fresh and something that was more based on time put in and mechanical skill and stuff like that, and those games were just like were starting to come in, like money put in and now, and mm-hmm. I know I did not I didn't have mm-hmm. money, and even though I did have money, I still wouldn't put money into those games, so. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and I liked how this game it was like it's more like a sport. And the more time you put in, the more reps you put in, the better you would get. I like that concept. I, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was so unique. And um, so I, I started grinding for real for real like twenty seventeen. I would play more in afternoons and stuff along that. Stuff along those lines. And I, would, I grinded from I believe goal three at yeah, goal three for, in about January ish to I actually have a screenshot of of a game from back then on xbox i can share but um goal three january 2017 ish and then i think i got to champ first time i touched champ was i believe june of 2017 so it was, it was a climb it was really long and i got what well, i wasn't putting in like the hours i started putting in college but i was playing more mm-hmm. so I just, it became more of a, like, broccoli became my primary game over all the other games I used to play, so if I had my spare time, I would probably play that game, so it it was a casual, like, grind, but I wanted to get better, and then, honestly, once I hit champ in June of that year, I didn't really have any aspirations of competing, I just wanted to reach grand champ, that was, like, the ultimate goal that Mm -hmm. everybody wanted to have back in the day, especially, and that's all I wanted to get, but... Um, around that summer, CCA started up, and I'm from Louisiana Baton Rouge already, so I was gonna go to LSU regardless. I didn't go to college based off of RO or anything like that, especially back then. Um, and the LSU team was pretty good. They had Donnie, who I who that summer had competed in the what was that called? the nbc 2v2 nbc oh yeah was yeah open. uh-huh yeah and um i knew he was good at low tech he was also good and they had moody killer i'm like wow these dudes are amazing i'm gonna play with them but like i looked at right they're all like gc so I'm like uh, so about midway through june i was like okay i gotta really put in the time this summer and like catch up so come if they have a league or something in the fall i could play with them because that'd be pretty sick <laughs> um and I really put, in, and that's when I really started grinding. So I'll say like June, I probably have like, I would maybe guess like 300, 300 hours going, or two. I even that probably like 200 hours by the time mid June came around. And by the end of that summer, I probably had like 400, 500 I, I was, I was really grinding. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, yeah. I was playing a lot. Like I would work out, hang with friends and play rocket league that was like my summer that that summer before college that was after my senior year of high school i just graduated that may and right before my freshman year of college so that summer i was like playing a lot of time and unfortunately i didn't end up making the team by the time the september trial came around i don't really believe that gave me like that good of a tryout per se but <laughs> uh they were already set on the people that they wanted to play with. So, I mean, that's what it is. But I still wanted to like grind, grind. And I finally hit Grand Champ officially. And I also got a PC in uh in, in September of that year. And then I hit Grand Champ like a week after switching a switching to PC. I couldn't get to Grand Champ on Xbox for whatever reason. I could my max on Xbox was c2 d4 like a point of a champ three and that's as hard as high as i can get and then after we could be on xbox i got i'm I mean, on pc i got it that fast so that's like the origin story of how i play Rocket League. well what was yeah. the second part of that question
0: you kind of answered all of it okay. that was that was everything you hit grand champ for the first time like right
1: before your freshman year of college then mm-mm, mm-mm. i hit grand champ I said Chat probably about two and a half weeks after. Okay. Because, yeah. I told Donnie at the time that I really want to play for the team. They didn't know who I was because they had never seen me in a ranked game or anything. But I was like, I'm actually pretty solid. I just, I know, I'm thinking about getting a PC to help play with y'all, you know, help the team potentially win. Because CRO, I believe, had been announced by then.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And CRO initially came out like a $50,000 prize for stuff like that. I wanted to play and I wanted to compete in that. And I was was like, I'll get a PC and everything. And I think I tried out while I was on the Xbox. I did pretty Mm -hmm. well in my tryout. (laughs) But uh, I did not end up with the spot. And I didn't know that until after I got the PC. But I was probably going to get the PC anyways. So I just kept grinding. And then I would say about two, I got a PC, I think, two weeks after school started. And then I got GC a week after that. So three weeks after my first semester of college, I got GC.
0: Okay, how was what what was the reception like from Donnie when you were just saying I want to play with you guys I want to be a part of this team? Like, how was what was the scene like at LSU in terms of the Rocket League community? Was he receptive to that, or what was the
1: reaction? Um, I, I think he was. I, I don't I don't know how to describe it, but I, I believe that he was he like acknowledged it. He he was like he was like cool. Okay, we'll see how good this kid is. Cause he had no idea who I, who I was. He was in a, he was in the bubble scene already, mm-hmm. especially in that early phase. And they already had they already had three grand champ grand champs. And the way you rank Rock League skill, if you don't know somebody, you just look at the rank and like okay, he's already grand champ because they they initially picked up Slat, who was grand champ and solid at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. so I mean they gave me a shot but it's just it's just really how like any tryouts in Rocket League work it's not like a it's not like a proper uh, say formula for it
0: mm-hmm. like
1: there isn't like actual sports so you're just really going on uh, what you've seen from a player already and what you believe is will happen and they just went the safe route they didn't uh, they didn't necessarily like I, I didn't get like a cold shoulder or anything but I didn't initially make the team because I just wasn't grand chip at the time. I believe I've never like asked them about it.
0: Right. That, that, That makes sense. So then in terms of your like further development, as you continue to play that, that freshman year of yours, would you say that your practice and your training was mostly on your own? Did you get any guidance from those
1: players? Oh, everything was by myself. (laughs) <laughs> okay. okay yeah I grinded I grinded by myself I got the PC I couldn't play with any of my Xbox friends and I played by myself <laughs> do you still use an Xbox controller no I switched to PlayStation good man, good man. <laughs> the Xbox controller were breaking on me too much and it was getting real tedious yeah I
0: I try not to be too biased about most things are overly opinionated and I will go down to my grave saying that playstation controllers are better than xbox controllers especially in durability if
1: nothing else facts
0: 100 percent.
1: i've had two PlayStation two playstation controllers i switched to the playstation controller in 2019 i've only had two of them and there you go i've i had at least like five xbox controllers yeah in like that two year span five or six it was just do you months. use a playstation five controller or are you still on four I used to, I have a five, but I used a four because I used the back button attachment for oh, like, bumpers. Okay. yeah, Got and it. I can't put that on the five.
0: Right, right. Fair enough. I thought about picking one of those up, but I switched to a PS5 controller too quickly, I think, so I don't have access to those, but I'm really enjoying the, the five. So I, I'm intrigued by this whole, you did it by yourself, and I think one thing that really Um, is interesting to me is that your progression was so it, it was over a long period of time. People, especially at your level, it seems that, you know, they picked up the game and just got really good, really fast, and then have kind of been carrying that progression through the entire game. Oh, you know, I got GC in season three or season four, and then I've just been there. Like, I've been one of the highest ranks ever since. So I think right. it's interesting that your progression has been a little bit slower. So in in terms of so that was what, three or four years ago then? Four years ago. No. Yeah. Yeah. Four years ago. Crazy. Crazy how time flies, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so then for for you in terms of when you got to G C for the first time you Mm -hmm. hadn't been acknowledged necessarily by this team yet but and you knew that you had the desire to play with the team what if if you can remember what were some of your weak points back then when when you hit gc for the first time and how did you continue to progress
1: hmm i mean if i look at my replays now i can like Discern all my weak points. But of course, it's four years later. Uh, back then, I didn't necessarily. I I I hadn't received feedback from anybody about what my weak points were, and I didn't really know. I I I, I just knew that I had to become more mechanically consistent. That's for sure. Cause I hit GC like two days before season five ended, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I didn't didn't hit GC again until. December I think so I like I couldn't get the I was stuck in champ three I had like two thousand twos games that season from season season six it was something ridiculous Kyle would just solo queue when I I was solo queue and play by myself and I and if I had actually had like somebody to guide me I feel I definitely would progress a little bit faster I, I didn't really know what I was looking for back then and I for sure didn't watch my replays uh-huh. as much as I do now to like and then compare myself to what the pros are doing like or what the pros were doing back then and what they're doing now and stuff like 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 that like I would never do that I would just play ranked and that's good and all and it can benefit you but if I could go back I definitely would play ranked some and then I would watch the replays and see like what I'm doing wrong when they work on and then I would go back and watch a squishy video to see what squishy would be doing in those situations. Cause that's like the best way to get better in my opinion. If you're, especially if you're just solo and you have nobody really to guide you and help you one-on-one. And if I could have done that, I probably would hit GC probably like November, October of uh, so that season.
0: You were just on the grind then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 2000 was, yeah. games. Holy cow. Yeah. I've done that. I've done that a couple of times, but that season in particular. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that's just what that's just what I did. I would, I had a weird schedule. Uh, on college what was my freshman year. Oh yeah, my schedule was weird. I somehow would end up home early sometimes, or I would leave school and come back, and I have like a two-hour break, so I get some games, and I would just play Rocket league whenever my favorite time was. And okay. uh, <laughs> and you didn't necessarily
0: see a ton of improvement during that time, like you said, you were stuck in champ three.
1: Mm, yeah. I didn't really, I, I, I don't know if I was looking for improvement. I was looking to, yeah, I cared about, I don't know what I cared about back then. I cared about getting better, <laughs> but I don't know how I was determining if I was getting better. I don't know. I can't, I can't think back on that.
0: No, I, I, <laughs> I completely understand where you're coming from on that. I, cause I feel I've certainly, and I've said this many times on this podcast that, uh, there have been periods of time where I want to improve and I'm was still stuck in, I was still spending all my time in champ one. There are multiple seasons, especially when we went, when the game went free to play that I spent a lot of time in champ one. And I even went down into diamond three. And even though I was telling myself, Oh, I want to improve. Oh, I want to get better. I wasn't, I was playing a lot of games in making the same mistakes, seeing those same mistakes, but and not necessarily doing anything about it. So what what got you over the hump to then kind of take you to the next level? Cause obviously you're not stuck in champ three anymore.
1: <laughs> it was it was six bands. It was RL six bands, but I finally learned about this server uh at the end of November twenty seventeen. Uh, it was already, it was still toxic. Uh, it was already toxic back then. It still was toxic. But uh, cause I remember my first series, the dudes flamed me. I legitimately, they acted like I was trolling or something. I didn't know how the server worked. I was like, bro, it's my first server, bro. Can you relax? Like I, I should have known that was a six-man's culture back then. But it, six-man's in terms of getting me better, 100% helped. Because it, it put me in a competitive environment. Yeah. And, uh, in 3v3 especially, so... You got to maximize your touches. You got to utilize your teammates. And when you have – and when yours is like – in threes especially, you have a – you don't have as many touches as twos or ones, stuff like that. So when you get the ball, you got to make a play. And so the better and the more efficient you get, you become with the ball in those limited opportunities, the more efficient you'll become in twos and and to an extent in ones as well. And so after grinding six, man, it's like I think – I don't know exactly what rank I was in. I I was in rank B. I believe, in December and January, January 2018 now, and in February 2018, I could see, like, the improvement. And now I was just easily getting GC whenever I wanted to. I was ranking up, like, I because, like, I knew what I had to do to win games because I I was playing other solid people on the other side in the six-man's, and then when I came ranked, if I'm not playing people at least that level, I'm supposed to beat you, and that was my mindset, and that's why I would go. Like, I will take advantage of other people's mistakes. And my, the goal was to get rank A, and so I would uh really focus on that and try my best to maximize my aerial speed in particular, my control, uh, my defense. My defense especially, like, make sure, like, that is solidified because you don't win Rockley games or you're the ball in. So you, you got to hone that side to the best of your ability and then let that become your offense per se. Like, there's a lot of people do that. I remember watching Scrub used to play like that. It was great. Fairy Peak. Uh, k Dob used to be really defensive. People don't remember that type of stuff. And so, yeah, just uh, and at that point, I was definitely watching replays from the Six men's studying how to get better, and through that, I finally got the opportunity to play at LSU in January of that year, because Slat had actually he had a, he had the lead. he couldn't play in the first CCA tourney because of his birthday, and he left he left town for his birthday, to go back home, so now I could play. and it was a big debacle in the cca server and everything else in between because at this point i really because i at this point lsu had lost in the fall and they were the the prohibited or they were the i don't know what the word is but they they were the favorites by a long shot and they had dominated all season and they lost in the playoffs Mm. and uh. They are blaming a whole bunch of other circumstances. I still tell them to this day, yo, this loss, It's just how it is. Don't blame other things like that. Um and uh Yeah, and now at that point, I know I hit up Low Tech in December asking to play some games with him, and I don't remember if we did or not. But in January, I know for sure that I DM'd them and tried to talk to them alive, and I was, and they they weren't like talking to me personally. So I finally brought it public. <laughs> oh, oh wow, you went for it. <laughs> I finally brought it public. I was really annoyed. I wanted to play. And in January of that year in CCA, we had like this. Uh I I brought it public. CCA like kind of like uh was over oversaw it in a way and like moderated it because some of my points were uh adequate <laughs> um like i legitimately like just talk to me a little bit and like get a chance to know me like i i want to play for y'all i really do i want to play for my school and mm-hmm. don't just like ignore me and but then other things are like maybe not the best thing to bring a public forum i don't know what i would do today younger bates was way more direct <laughs> with the approaches than I am at this current moment. So I don't know exactly, but yeah, I definitely want to play for them and I made a big deal about it. <laughs> and so then more people knew about it and, uh, it worked out for you. It did because we played the first January turn. We played the first CC tournament, and we won, which I was super hype about. I was exciting. I was, I still remember that tournament. Um, we I mean, won that tournament. I was the worst on the team, but we won, and it, it was super pumped. And just playing like that competitive tourney really motivated me to keep grinding. And six months, I wanted to get rank A. I felt like if I got rank A, Kadani and Tech were rank A, but Slat was rank A. He was rank B, and I felt like if I got rank A, there's like no question. Like now, I really deserve to be on the team. Yeah, <laughs> that way I have yeah. three rank. Because rank A back then was a big deal. There was only like there's the rank there's a the pros and there's rank x that consists of like 20 people maybe and then rank A consists of like 60 people those are the best people in na so if you can get you at the time so you can get in there you're like you're like top 100 top 120 na probably because i do you,
0: I, do you spill spill do you still spend time
1: playing six mans now not a chance Nope. left, <laughs> server. left, left that server a year ago now i believe yep i think i left it last august
0: so you don't do it at all anymore. Don't touch it. I don't think. Just because of the
1: culture, hundred <laughs> percent. I huh. believe it's. I believe it's so backwards now. Uh, that's that's
0: really interesting. So yeah. tell me, tell me this then. Once you, so you get introduced to the six man servers, you start playing in there, and you're you're getting flamed. You you're like learning about what it looks like in that culture and you're also learning about what it looks like to be better at the game so did you change up your habits at that point then in terms of like what you were doing spending your time in Rocket League
1: yeah yeah back then in 2018 I really didn't play rank too much I would play six minutes I would get on the game and play six minutes and then I finally got like the LSU spot locked up uh, in March, and so I play with LSU and turnings and like in in ESLs. Sometimes we mm-hmm. play. I know in the month of April, I think we play ESL. ESL is a good book, good bit and a little bit of March. Yeah, it'd be like tourneys LSU and six minutes. That's how I play, and I I would play twos rank still. I I would still get the timing in twos if I didn't have six mans or something else to play, but it wasn't like 2000 games. It would be like a thousand games. It was yeah. like half of that. And I'm playing six mans. Now.
0: So then what about like free play training
1: packs, anything like that? Or were you... I was, Oh, I was, I'm a big proponent on training packs.
0: <laughs> okay. Cause you hadn't, you hadn't mentioned that at all. So I'm like, so he really just continued to rank up from grinding these six mans, which is certainly possible. Um, so then how, how did training packs and other things fit
1: into all of this? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I totally forgot to (laughs) mention training packs. So with the utilization of six men's and knowing like what I need to work on and like, say like, for example, back wall clears, if I missed a back wall clear in a six man, I would look over the tape, be like, okay, I missed this one. I'll get the training pack and I'll practice, practice, practice it to make sure that doesn't happen again, or or just to make sure like the chances of it happening were so marginal that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to worry about it, and so that when my teammates aren't because r- ranking up a rockley, especially nowadays and even back then, it's all about trusting and you have to be in the right positions and to be in the right positions, you have to trust teammates to be adequate enough to hit the ball properly or whatever as to hit it in such and such situation, and that allow people to really flourish. So yeah, I would uh, say like my shooting, I would practice my shooting every day, practice my air roll shots, and that's how I like I would build up my mechanics. I didn't really play free play back then. Mm-hmm. Which I believe is a was a huge oversight. Free play allows like for the creativity and just uh, inge- uh, ingenuity of players. Mm-hmm. And that definitely helps them flourish. You watch Justin, you watch Squishy and all of them. They play free play. And that's something I didn't do back then. And that's why I think my mechanics uh, in terms of flash and just uh, creativity per se were a little bit lackluster as time went on until I learned how to free, learned how to grind free play probably last year and maybe a little bit before then. That's when I started playing free play a lot. But before then, it was just training packs. I have like 40 packs favorited that have been like my favorites over the years. And I mm-hmm. still like playing every once in a while. But now I don't like playing as much because I think I have all those basic or mechanics locked in. locked in, And it's just mm-hmm. about utilizing them whenever I feel like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was training packs back then for sure.
0: Okay, so you you did spend a lot of time actually training in training packs among yes. all these other things. Okay. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So, where are you where do you usually end up rank wise? I guess now or maybe how much Rocket League are you playing now cuz you're not at LSU anymore, so you don't have that going on. So like how much time are you spending with the game now?
1: Hmm. Uh, over the summer, because like I stayed in Louisiana <laughs> during COVID and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's not really much to do. So I would play. It's like, it's still my number one game. I still love it. I think I just put too much time in it not to just to, to stop playing it all out in its entirety. I, I still play a good bit, probably like 50 to 60 hours per two. If I like over the summer, right now, like, um, I think I'm at twenty five, thirty ish, and might get might sometimes during law school go down to like five. Might might sometimes get up to like forty, probably in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's just, and like I sub for EU, so I still want to be like ready to play just in case they ever need me. But I don't grind as much. I don't really mm-hmm. feel like I need to just sit and play ranked all the time now. Yeah, like I used to back then. But, so you uh, are
0: you still are the sub for EU? Yes, sir
1: okay okay
0: so then for that do you have to play in any scrims or anything like that or is it mostly like you're just
1: 100 percent on call mm, i'm on call like if they need if somebody can't make scrims they'll ask me yo t you try and get some running on such and such day i'll be like mm-hmm. and then if i got the time i are like yeah i'll come i'll come i'll uh, run if attorney if they need me uh, somebody's having an internet connection stuff like that i'm like on a on a call basis but I'm not, I'm not like a specific like on call like i have to be there right. like like yeah. like if i'm home and something happens to them and they're like yo can you come catch up can you come play yeah sure but it's not like i'm a strict supposed to be there for if them they, every if they time. text
0: you you have to drop everything yeah yeah it's not,
1: like, it. that. Okay. It's not like that
0: okay that's fair so it would in terms of uh, playing competitively or continuing to grow as a player uh, in so you obviously had success with LSU but was it ever your intention to try and play professionally or take it to the next level or you were
1: just how did you look at that whole thing for yourself there was definitely a point where I wanted to play pro I think by like June 2018, July 2018-ish. After being in rank A for a couple of months. I got rank A in March of that year. So after being in Rank A for a couple of months, I definitely felt like I could do it. But I just couldn't win six bands. And six <laughs> I couldn't win six man games enough to make it into rank X. Cause once you made it into rank X, you would get like really good teams for RS. Mm-hmm. And stuff along those lines. And after that, like, your career is yours to make it. But it's just making it out of rank A. And rank A has been starting to become, like, his rank where not everybody was at the same level. You have, like, the top and then the middle and then the low. So the sure. series weren't always even. Mm-hmm. And then for players like me especially, like, back, like now, if, if I had the mechanics now back then, but that could be said for anybody now, I would just carry it easy. But I'm not necessarily like a mechanical one-v-three carry, like a first killer and stuff like that in the world. I'm more of a team-oriented player, mm-hmm. and I don't think six-man necessarily helps or enables unless these de- let's players like me flourish. So I couldn't get out of there. Mm-hmm. But I, I, de- I definitely wanted to go pro for an extent for probably the rest of that year and a little bit after. But I, it wasn't just like something I. It wasn't something I was hardcore grinding for, like it's pro or bust. I was yeah. more uncomfortable with just playing collegiate and just playing. Okay.
0: Okay. That's, that's good to have a perspective on. So let's... What facilitated your transition from being this ranked grinder? And obviously, like you said, you got into six-man's. Did anybody in six-man's like, hey, work on this pack or hey, you need to look over your replays or something like that? Or was it just some kind of mindset switch for you that once you got into six mans and saw some of your struggles everything kind of shifted at the same time Mm, i
1: I would say more the more so the latter than the former uh it it was it was definitely just being in that competitive environment and playing 3v3 Kind of love threes uh i feel like it utilizes the it's the best game mode by far. <laughs> um, you can utilize your teammates. There are touches that you can go for, risky plays that you can go for. It's more passing, so more teamwork, more cohesion. It's got a more strict flow that you can like have different variations of. But for the most part, as long as you know how to rotate, you know how to position. You can cut passes. You can go for more doubles nowadays. You can go for more resets, stuff along those lines. Um, that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I just really love playing three v three, and I wasn't gonna play rank three solo queue. That's useless. Um, and I also <laughs> and I also liked calming with people, and and I like that to just like energy. So I, that's really why I played. And then I mean once I started playing LSU, me and lotech especially would um watch replays and play twos together and work on stuff to get better, for sure. But other than that, nobody from Six men has really helped me. At all. It wasn't like that type of environment. It was... uh, I was, what, 19 now? Because February passed up. Yes, I was 19. And kids were younger back then. Like, you have a lot of pros back then. We're in the same rank as me. Uh, The Miss, the Miss Rettles. Really a lot of seeing rule. it is. I think it was X at the time. Ajax was X. Sip finally got X, but he was A for a bit. Arsenal. Like, a lot of pros. And they were just younger, and they were just more focused on themselves i think or they just had their own little friend friend group yeah like the younger people they're probably like 15 16 do you feel
0: like a lot of them i mean obviously they were playing each other on a consistent basis because Mm -hmm. they were in those servers but were they all kind of on their own path of improvement and grinding things or do you think they talked a lot Amongst themselves
1: they hundred percent talked amongst themselves, but i, I it wasn't like a mature like we need to do this 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 to make it to the league. It was just they it was like the when you asked me who would they talk who would I talk to in Six minutes mm-hmm. they just had their own friend group so friend sure. groups, so they definitely helped each other helped each other like uh get better, and they were probably playing private matches outside of Six minutes probably playing twos together, and when you're playing with a lot of great people, yeah, it's like uh, iron sharp iron, so that's right. why they probably all made the league sure. Mm hmm. So if you had to.
0: If you had to say or if you could give advice to somebody that is I mean, I, th- I think this kind of goes for any rank, really. But how would you encourage somebody to find ways to improve? Uh, you know, I have people all the time in my discord, or you see people all the time in Twitch chats, like, how do I get out of blah, or how do I keep improving? How do I get better at X, Y, Z when you made that transition? Or if you could go back, you know, three years and give yourself advice to improve faster or move forward a little bit faster, what would you tell
1: somebody? Okay. I think it differentiates in terms of what rank uh Theodron, Like, when I was gold rising star back then for Plat, my drive was to c- catch up with my friend who really wasn't that much better than me, but he was better than me. So, like, I don't know if anybody remembers the old ranks. Rising star, shooting star, all-star, superstar. I had gotten up to I think, rising star and he was all-star or all-star almost superstar so we would play and from watching him and playing with him i would get better like that was like my inspiration and like that's how i played if i had the solo queue stuff back then at that level i don't think i would have enjoyed it so i didn't enjoy it as much and i also wouldn't have grinded as much because i wanted to when i when i wasn't playing him to get better to catch up to him but also when i was playing him to like pick his pick his brain and stuff like that and work on stuff that i couldn't work on if I'm not partied up with somebody like comms and teamwork and situations along those type of lines so that'd be my advice for like I guess that's now the equipment like platinum diamond ish and even to extent champ I would find a friend to play with or a group of friends that you can compare yourself to talk amongst each other to see what y'all can work on and really use that positive energy in a way that will further your game because a lot of people they come into like my twitch chat or they'll ask uh in discord and stuff along those lines how do how do i improve and they will say like i'm gold three or i'm or i'm diamond one i'm stuck what most people at especially at the ssl level are going to tell you they're going to tell you any everything because that's just that it's hard for them to put themselves in their shoes and mm-hmm. see like what exactly you need to work on yourself so i i find it better if i if i'm plat one i i would think that a diamond woman know what i need to work on better than what ssl because ssl is going to tell me everything but the diamond ones could be like okay well i did this to mm-hmm. rank up i'm like oh and you like okay like that's way more sim- simplified and just work your way up from there. Cause you don't just go and ask the best people in the world what to work on. They're going to tell you to hit the ball hard or something like that. It's just not going to help you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that'd be my number one advice for people along those ranks. And once you get to like C2 and stuff along those lines, it's, it became when I was, cause my friend couldn't play anymore. He had, he was, I think about to be a third year. In, uh, at university and he had a job and his job took up all his time over that summer. So he can play. So I solo queue, but my, my motivation was trying to get better to play for LSU. Uh-huh. That was like my drive. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, so I, if you're going to, and if you're going to solo queue your games at that level, you got to have that reason, your, your reason, you got to have that drive. You got to have your why. What is your why? Because Your why is, is going to get you back on the game. My why was I wanted to get better uh-huh. to play for LSU. If you're just playing to play, you're just playing casually. like, And then you'll never really focus on making that extra extra play or what could you what could you have done better in this specific instance to really take yourself to that next level. So I, I would definitely do those things. And if you can keep that same friend group all the way up through the ranks, that will definitely help you and further you as, further you as well. Because there's a lot of people in the GC, SSL range that play with friends from the get go, and they're all like SSL now. But I don't think just think solo queuing without like a true purpose or pure reason to play. Like I don't just play right now because I don't really have anything to play for. <laughs> so right. I can't just get on the game and play. Like I, I need a reason to play. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, one thing that's
0: fascinating me right now, especially just thinking thinking about my own experience, and I I try to be as not selfish unselfless. selfless, I guess, is the right way to put it as I can with this. But I'm just taking what you're saying and thinking about my own experience. And I have done a lot of solo queuing. Obviously, one of my big goals for a long time was improving. And I didn't necessarily see that improvement. And I would say that I, I'm a very stubborn person. So I want to figure things out on my own. I want to do them on my own because I don't want i don't want help uh because i i feel like you know then i'm not doing it on but that's my own stuff anyways so as somebody that was kind of figuring these things out for themselves as well and maybe once you started going through replays or you really switched over to wanting to make a more significant jump in your skill how did you what kind of conversations did you have with yourself what kind of uh, analysis did you do for yourself like how did you shift into watching replays or playing games and thinking oh man you know that's something that i need to work on and then taking that and then figuring out a way to actually work on it like what was that kind of uh feedback loop with yourself especially when you don't necessarily know how to get better you just know that you do want to get better
1: okay as i said the six bands and like make sure that was uh and just watching those replays and then from those replays i would get rlcs replays or i would watch squishy videos for like 2v2 gameplay and i would see i would just picture myself when he made a play when he would make a play i'll think about what i would do and so <laughs> and so when he would go uh bring the ball on top pop it up high and just pop the ball off the wall to get by two. I would think about what I would do. I just, would I just dribble straight? I probably would. So I need to try to incorporate what he's doing. <laughs> um, And it's just little things along, the, along those lines. I started really watching all the pros play more intensely. I, I Instead of just watching for enjoyment, I will watch mm-hmm. for improvement. And I would see what they're doing, and I would compare it to what I'm doing. My replays and be like, oh, well, I did this. I just hit the ball the wall. But then Squishy, he hit the ball at the wall and followed it up. Followed up and got one more touch. So I need to push myself to be able to do that. How's he doing that? Okay, he just jumped on the wall, quick air roll, and I would try to practice that type of stuff. And that, that would be like my little bit of free play I will try to like copy them, but for most part it would be training packs and just grind and then think about what they would do in this situation and then try to incorporate that into my own game. That's for sure what I would, that's what uh my thought process was on a lot of things.
0: So then when you spent time in training packs, if you if you had something that you wanted to start working on or you're like oh this is this is a big hole in my game and and you're hopping into a training pack that you really enjoy doing like what would be your process in training packs how did you use them for improvement
1: I would I didn't care about getting 100%. I think that's the most useless thing. If people really care about getting 100% on a training pack like congratulations I don't think it accomplishes anything. It's all about the reps. And I would practice a shot, like for example, arrow shots by Yeeza. I would practice those shots 15, 20 times each. Just get the reps in bang, 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 bang. And uh and obviously I'm looking for makes. I'm looking for makes almost every single time. But if I'm missing this fine, just get probably about 80%, 70% of my shots to go in and training. And uh then I was then I would go to the next shot, bang, 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 flip the shot with Bacchus Mile nowadays. And just get those type of reps that I didn't care about getting 100%. It looks pretty on the outside, on the UI, where it says 100% or something like that. I didn't care. Just wanted to get the reps in. And from there, that's how I would do my training packs. I would I can could, I could make a training pack that's 20 shots, 10 shots. And it's supposed to be done in five minutes. I can make it last an hour if I really like felt like it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just all about getting the reps in. More reps. And I would just compare that to basketball and stuff along those lines. Uh, staff shooting the ball, uh, he gets a thousand shots up a day. Gotta get my thousand shots up a day. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and just those little things. Cause they'll make the difference come game time.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I, one thing that I've done recently and noticed recently, one, one thing that I've been struggling with pretty, uh, okay. I'm going to use better language for that. One thing that I've found that I really get to work on right now is hitting the ball down when it's above the net, like getting above the ball and being able to hit it down. So getting up in the air a little bit faster so I can hit it down for double taps or just high aerials, things of that nature. And uh, I'm I'm finding that I have to learn how to hit the ball in the air effectively and also read the ball in the air effectively. So what what I've been doing lately, and when you talk about reps, last night, I was jumping into the air on a basic aerial training pack and just getting used to what it looked like to read the ball and think to myself, it's going up and it's going down and I have to meet it right here and just trying to hit it into the back wall. Not even trying to hit a goal, not even trying to get it on target, but just consistently be able to hit the ball in the same spot. Mm-hmm. and and get used to what it looks like to be able to hit the ball in the same exact spot in the same exact way over and over and over again and then try to go a little bit faster a little bit faster mm-hmm. and i grew up playing a lot of basketball and mm. i really enjoyed just being in the gym by myself mm-hmm. and shooting layups or shooting free throws mm-hmm. or shooting the same shot over and over again multiple times and i right. feel like that's really carried over into rocket league and i I played a few games after I did that, and my confidence in terms of reading aerials mm-hmm. just went up so much just from that little bit of repetition. Right. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with just doing something many, many times over and over because it, it almost just gets ingrained into yeah, you. Yeah, it becomes muscle memory.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm with you on the basketball. And, I, and, like, that's just a sports thing because – I mean, I love basketball. I've always played it growing up. And if I could have had, if, if I could have had the ability to have a gym or something just open to me mm-hmm. at all times and I could just go get reps in, I would live in there. But I didn't have that access. <laughs>
0: yeah, my my dad was my high school PE teacher.
1: Oh, uh, so the gym was open for you? Oh yeah. Any oh any gosh. time
0: I wanted to get into our school to play basketball and work on stuff, he was more than any. He, he just had that natural coaching uh, energy to him. So if I wanted to work on something or if I wanted to get better, especially at basketball, not only was he, you know, enthusiastic about going, he would really want to help me. So right. that that really, you know, built that desire in me. I mean, I remember one day I was at home and my dad's a big golfer. And uh, when I was in like high school and early college, I tried to get into golf a little bit and was practicing chip shots off of our driveway into our backyard. And my parents mm-hmm. got home and my dad got out the mower and we lived on like four acres growing up. So he, but he got out a push mower and he mowed like a small little green area off of our driveway <laughs> to give me something to aim at. Just, you know, he he was so excited that I was trying to learn how to hit chip shots that he ruined this small little piece of the lawn. It was so much shorter than everything else, just so I had something to aim at. And that was my dad was very encouraging. And I think, you know, my same drive that I had then and that he encouraged really is what pulled me into Rocket League so much because it's, you know, it's it's the same idea as basketball, just like what you were saying earlier in terms of something that is skill oriented. Mm -hmm. You know, Now I don't have to have a gym. I don't have to go anywhere. Right. And I I have the same ability to sit down and just work on something. And that's Mm -hmm. that's what I love about Rocket League so much is that, you know, I have the gym at my fingertips whenever I want. It's right it's fantastic. And at the same time, you know, multiple days in a row can just completely disappear because all I want to do is figure out how to not miss (laughs) Ariel.
1: That was like my thing.
0: That's that's the thing that keeps on getting me, bringing me back to rocket league is that I still have so much to improve on uh, and I, I
1: can't not want to improve. And I, and that's why I still play too because it's always just little things that I can work on that will that will make my game even better than it was the previous day and that's mm-hmm. what I love about the game if I could play today and be better than yesterday then <laughs> yeah it's just I don't know it's just a hobby it's something I love and and I think that's that's the thing that
0: I keep on telling myself especially right now. King, King Ranny actually put out a TikTok the other day that I just happened to see. And it was talking about, I think the text in it was a year ago, I could only score from the ground and now I can do this or something like that. And it showed all these air dribbles and off the wall touches and all these things that, you know, over the past 12 months now, every now, uh, every now and then I'll, excuse me, drop into a stream and he'll be working on air dribbles or off the wall touches. And I think to myself, oh, there's Randy training again, doing the same training pack. And of course I do the same thing, right? And Randy's already so good. And he was still spending all this time training. And then you think he's been working on these things for the past year and look at how much better he's gotten from it. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I'm telling myself now. And uh, you know, my energy and enthusiasm for the game has ebbed and flowed because sometimes I just get so frustrated that I'm not ranking up. And now I'm telling myself, just get on the game, practice this for your two, three hours. And then you've put in your time, you've made your effort, you've done all you can do for today. Not everything is going to change today. Right, right. And then you can come back tomorrow.
1: Right. It's a, It's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. And <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, you know, especially because you were competing at a high level, like you were, you were playing for money, you were playing for your school. If you had a bad tournament or you had a bad set of games, how did you keep up your motivation, or what kind of conversations did you have with yourself to to keep you in the game?
1: Hmm. I. To keep myself in the game and just make sure I'm always on top, on top of what I'm doing, I just put, I would just put in the time and know that I would just trust my preparation and trust the work that I put in prior to plan. And if I say I was missing some shots during a series, something like that, I'd be like, okay, uh, it's time for me, it's time for me to put in more work on that. And the next day, I'll get right to it, <laughs> and I would get right to what something I felt was not adequate or wasn't as good as it's supposed to be the previous day. And I would just make sure I'm trying to be always in my tip top shape for uh, whatever competition I was I was about to play and face. And it's just all mental. It's all it's all mental in terms of that. You can't really get down and beat yourself up. Because some days you won't. Some days you might have perfect aerial control and you're air dribbling and everything. And they are like, oh my gosh, he's unstoppable. Some days you might not be able to air dribble more than two feet off the ground. And it's just some that's how it works. So you just gotta try to limit those days, those bad days, to the best to the to the best of your abilities and to do that it's through your work your time uh your your mental preparation and trusting your teammates also that will allow you to flourish and that's just type of stuff i would do to make sure that i'm ready for game day and to avoid days where and avoid any bad days i would try to avoid any of them i just obviously not possible but if i play 99 good days and one bad day i'm doing that Mm -hmm. and Just to always, and if I did end up feeling like I played or had a bad day, I would make sure to assess what I thought was bad and work on that the next day rather than just get in my own head.
0: Is that something that you developed over time? Like, How did you create that lesson for yourself or that ability to understand that, hey, it's a bad day and I still have an opportunity
1: to continue to be better. I I feel like I've always had that mindset just by growing up and playing being in sports all my life and being competitive in school and all that. It's just um people always like say like you gotta get ready, but if if you're if you're always if you're already ready two weeks prior, then there's no need to like rush. Your 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 preparation's there. You always gotta trust the preparation early. Same thing for a test, uh you got a competition in basketball hoops some of that you got a you got a do a presentation, you got to defend a thesis Save your master's school, Something like that it's not about that specific day, it's about the preparation and work you put in prior to that day, that will allow you to flourish and be and be the best you that you could be. And if you and if you do all that, if you study, if you put in the time put in the work beforehand, whatever happens that day, you'll be accepting of it. You know, if, to an extent, like, you'll still be upset, like, Nobody likes to lose and anything, mm-hmm. but it's just you can't really beat yourself up about it because you know you know that you put in the time. Now, if you didn't put in the time and you lost, then you're gonna be thinking about thinking back on that. Like, what if I did this? What if I did this? You don't want to have those like what ifs. You don't want you don't want to think back about something that you potentially could have changed. You want to make sure that you've done everything in your power to be ready for the given situation. And that's just something I've I've always felt growing up. So I just apply it to Rocket League. I love that, first of all. That's great. And uh
0: I I think that I've been working more and more to try to get to that kind of a mindset. How how would if somebody wanted to start being in that practice or working on having a mindset like that? Do you have any thoughts on how because I feel like that's something you have to practice just like anything else. How would mm-hmm. you encourage somebody to start kind of moving on a path to having that kind of mindset on
1: things? I would say that the best way to try to incorporate that into your psyche is by doing something small and then working from there to something bigger. Um, It, it could be something as simple as brushing your teeth and like trying to make them like really white or something or uh (laughs) flossing or something along those lines it could be something silly silly but it's just uh you have a goal that you want in 30 days i want to have super white teeth or something like that and you just work on that every single day and by 30 days your teeth are super white and when you see your progress throughout it and then when you see your goal like occur that only motivates you to and it only teach you that other things in life, this could also be true. Now, that's not always going to happen. <laughs> your goals always aren't always going to be exactly as you dream them or desire them to be. But if you put in the work, there's going to be you're going to be close, if not succeed. And so, if you start just small, like stuff like that, uh, getting your push ups, and again, like just telling yourself you're getting 25 push ups every day, and doing that for a month, and just staying consistent, and then seeing the results afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then after you do those little things, you can start applying them to bigger things because that's just it's it's ingrained in the way you think now. I gotta do this, this, this beforehand so I can reap the rewards after and such and such time. And even when you're doing the small things, like you might skip a day or you might just get in a little bit of funk, you gotta push yourself to get through those. And if you can get through those or the smaller things, you can definitely get through those during the bigger things. So when something goes wrong or something goes amiss, you're not beating yourself. You're not harping on it. You're saying, okay, this happened. Um, it's unfortunate, but tomorrow I'm going to try to be a better person. A better. I'm going to try to better it or try to be a better person the next tomorrow than I was yesterday and work on that and try to fulfill my goal, my dream of what I'm trying to accomplish. And that's, that's what I would do. I wouldn't try to, like, say, start off with something big that's... Uh, like try to do what I'm doing, where it's, where it's just like it doesn't even bother me and phase me. It's starting off small, and for me, for I think it would be just school. Real school first off, because I was like always oh, a straight A student, and I would just so and I wanted to get A's, <laughs> and so I would put in a little a little bit of work I needed to prior, and it would come out successful. And like it's through that that helped me. So just finding something small first, and then building from there.
0: How did you get to be such a goal? oriented
1: dude. Uh, uh, well, I'm a competitor. That's for one. I don't like to be second. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, and then I guess just my upbringing my mom and stuff like that. Uh, this wanted to be the best I can be. They've always told me that, that you can do many great things, Tyler Bates. You have to push yourself for it though. You got to work for it. Life ain't easy. <laughs> um, and sounds like you got a smart mom. Yeah, and uh, just uh Maybe just I like, need to have her on the podcast.
0: She, uh, yeah, she <laughs> wouldn't talk about
1: Rocket Lake though, but she would talk
0: about That's stuff. That's fine. I mean, it sounds like she has some good life lessons either way. Oh,
1: 100%. But, um, and then like my grandma, grandpa, stuff like that. And just like my overall just circle. And- my pops as well, and it was just like an overall circle just like pushing me and telling me that I can do this, 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 and this, but I got to do this to do it. Yeah. And I think, I think really my first, my first lesson on that was because school was just was so easy. And then I don't think I ever got anything less than A until fifth grade where I didn't even – I wasn't paying attention to class at all. It was some science class. And I ended up getting like a C on the test and I was just devastated. And my mom was not happy. <laughs> and so like, even back then, like I punished myself and then I went into my room every single day before that next test. And I was study. and that next wow. test, I kid you not, I finished that test in like five minutes and I got 100- a hundred, not playing around. So it's never- just,
0: it's just ingrained in you then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, I, I don't like feeling embarrassed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if there's, if if I'm going to do something, I want to be the best in it. Or if not the best, I want to be really, really good at it. <laughs> so I'm not just gonna start something to be at and be like decent. Yeah. I feel like I'm wasting my time at that point. Uh-huh. If I'm going to do this, I'm I want to be the best. I want to be one of the best. Wow. I, I, other, otherwise, I just like why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Because because and the way I think about it. If I'm doing something, I just want to be okay at it. There's somebody else out there in this world who wants to be the best at it. And they're going to keep multiplying. And so I'm never going to get noticed or anything like that. So I just want to be as successful as possible in this life I've been given. So yeah, stuff along those lines. And then
0: in in all of these things, whether it's in fifth grade and then "Quote unquote," punishing yourself, literally punishing yourself, and making sure that you're you're actually getting in your studying or with Rocket League, and getting to school, and then setting this goal of being on the LSU team and having the bumps along the way. What keeps you on these paths that you set for yourself? It seems that you are not one to give up on something once you've determined that that is the thing that you want. So. What keeps, how do you, how do you keep going? Somebody that maybe isn't necessarily used to setting goals or somebody that has set goals and hasn't followed through on them. What can you say to encourage them to shift into seeing things through?
1: Okay. That's a good question. I am going to backtrack a little bit and talk about the why again. Mm-hmm. uh because and there's it's just it's some motivational video that watching youtube every now and then that um and he talk he talks about he talks about your why your why is what's gonna get you up in the morning it's what's gonna push you because it's very easy to just sleep in it's very easy to say you're doing it tomorrow and stuff along those lines but um you gotta have that vision that further goal that's really like just very far away or very far away that you're trying to get to. And that's your like your why. For me, uh, my my why is like my family, my friends, and then to an, a greater, greater extent, like trying to help out my communities. Um, and that's why I'm in law school and stuff along those lines. That's what's pushed me to, to get this because uh, my family has sacrificed various things in order to get me to where I am. Like I'm the first person I think in the family to get out of Louisiana for like school and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that's just stretching back generations (laughs) and so and i i feel like with this i've been blessed but also know like like i need to maximize this opportunity to -hmm. better help them and then not only help them but help my friends who have also been always around me and supporting me and then through that helping my communities and just like my country and the world in the best way i could and best way i can uh possibly achieve that and that's like my why that's like my uh goals and rockley like i said my why was i wanted to play for lsu and i wanted to be the best player possible like best player i could be for lsu and doing that's why i grind it so you just gotta find that reason that um that purpose in your life or that purpose in your life for that specific whatever you're going for and then go from there okay You, you know you hear like a lot of times people especially once again their twenties thirties they like they get lost in this zone like they don't know what they wanna do, and that's fine like I don't know specifically what I want to do, but it's just i I'm being pushed every day to achieve whatever it is <laughs> through law school and through Rocket league now too um and help help others and some in we get a lot of examples in this because like especially when people become like parents and stuff, they get their why. Like, that would, like, help them mm-hmm. black your wife's your kid. So now all that tomfoolery that you're going through in <laughs> uh, your early stage of life, all that partying, all that wasting time, doing the wrong type of things in life, um, you limit that because if you're a good parent and you uh, focus on making your kid that you brought into this world, his or her life, the best it could possibly be. And, uh, yeah, so you just got to find out why. And I I know my whys and I can't say like like every day I'm always on top of my stuff. I'm not, I'm human. (laughs) (laughs) but I try to be I try to be to an extent. And yeah, that's just basically how I approach life. That's awesome.
0: I I love hearing that. And it's it's so good that you've been able to have that, you know, obviously not just now, but much earlier that has led you to where you are now. Um, So, and I don't expect to be able to get into like, that's some, that's some deep stuff that you just got into there, which is awesome. And I, I think we could spend multiple hours digging into that a lot more. Um, If, if you could offer up something, uh, and I know that it might be difficult to do it in, in a, a small amount of time something that could help someone not necessarily figure all of that out, but maybe when you hit a wall, when you get into something like have a down day or something gets in the way, how do you pick yourself back up, brush yourself off and, and get going again?
1: Oh, that's a good question too. Um, yeah I have all like I said I'm human, and all that happens to me too I have down days, and I might hit a wall or something like that um I hit a wall multiple times uh if we keep it in terms of rocket league terms uh in twenty eighteen when we lost, that was a major wall. I wanted to quit the game- I wanted to quit the game we hadn't lost anything from January on to, and we were perfect as hero, and we lost in the playoffs, and that was the most devastating thing of my life i was I was so distraught <laughs> and <laughs> That was like a major wall, and I cried. I, I think a lot of people. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I did cry. I don't cry. I'm not a crier, but when I put that much time into something, I think it's okay to cry. Uh, like I know a lot of people are like, "You're a man, noble to cry." Uh, no, man, I, I cry all the time, and uh, and I'm just not like a. I don't just weep about stuff, but I definitely <laughs> cry. But because you put a lot of time into something and it doesn't work out, it's a natural human function and emotion mm-hmm. to let out let out uh some tears. And so I definitely cried about that. And I self-reflected and thought about if I still want to keep playing, I wanted to win. But that was just so devastating. Oh, and it really messed with me. And it just took like it took it took time. I, I feel like time heals a lot of things. And I would go back and I watched revise throughout the year of us being successful and us a uh, good moments, happy moments where I know like I was genuinely happy. And I want to feel that again. I want to continue feeling that, and that's like what kept me to put, keep pushing and playing rockley and playing for LSU. Um, and I, and I have made friendships. I want to still keep those friendships alive and um, as a thing. So in terms of rockley, just looking back, looking back on the happy moments, and then like I stretches out in the life whenever I hit a wall or something like that, like. Uh, um, I can't like I just moved to DC about two weeks ago three weeks ago I think now and like I really haven't like made a true friend yet or anything so and I'm used to always being around my family so mm-hmm. I can't say that every single day here has been amazing because there's some days where I'm just in my apartment and it's just me <laughs> and so I'm used to like talking to somebody about that so I would and like maybe they're all sleeping or all busy My my family, I can't like. I've already talked to them. I just want to bother them all day. So Mm -hmm. I'll just I'll just uh, do some self reflecting, um, think about why I'm here and what it is that I'm doing, and then like I'll just go back and look at memories and stuff along those lines to help me uh, really make sure I don't forget the path that I took to get here, and then it'll uh, reinvigorate me and push me to make the past and the future even better. And I, I, especially nowadays, I um, cause we only get one life and I real, I'm starting to realize this more and more as I get older. Um, I, I tend to video or capture more of my life now. And uh, I might just do like a random like one minute like vlog of what what's happening in the world today and I'll video it and I'll save it to my Snapchat or some of my snap memories and my camera roll. And so, then four years later, I look back on it. I'm like, "Wow, look how much I've changed," or "Look how much, look where I am now." And I like talk about my goals. Like sometimes I write my goals in my notes, and like I'll reread them, and, and I might uh, say them out loud in person, and like out loud when I wake up in the morning, just to make sure I know what I'm trying to achieve in the future, and this is how, and this is what I need to do to make that a reality today. And so, stuff along those lines, because life is by no by no means easy and as i grew up i've realized that more and more um and it will it, it tries to and i love that rocky quote i don't have the exact quote but it try, It's always trying it's gonna beat you down and if you don't stand up and fight it then it's just it, it, it it's just it will pummel you and <laughs> um i think it's just important like that and then just find, and building relationships with people because uh nothing can be done alone in this world we live in uh everything you're gonna need at least somebody to help you or somebody to talk to you can't hold everything in Mm -hmm. so definitely find that somebody in your life to talk to on the side that you know she's always gonna be there you don't have to talk to them all the time but it's just like those little instances that definitely helped you dang man that was awesome oh man okay well
0: uh that was that was all really good i really appreciate that that was i think i i don't even know what to say that was yeah. that was really really good i'm i'm really appreciate you digging into all of that a little bit i think that i mean I got a lot out of that so I'm sure somebody else will man okay so uh let's let's talk rocket league just a little bit more i'm i'm curious uh one thing that I'm curious about, and I I do have a few higher level people that like listen to this and are kind of on the grind, especially like in that maybe just got into GC or trying to maneuver their way through GC. How do, how does somebody keep their motivation or continue to find those few little things to work on to move up, move up the ranks even further? Because I, I, fe- I feel like... The amount of work that you put in at that level, the like it takes more time to get a smaller reward. Jump.
1: Yeah, uh, to do that, it's just staying focused, staying on your path, fi- finding friends that are a little bit better than you, maybe, or at the same skill level as you, and working together in two and stuff like that. Because it's it's really the micro things once you hit about GC two that will really lead you to SSL, especially. Like, I get in games, especially with the rank reset, um, (laughs) because they reset on SSL. So Mm -hmm. I'll play with GCs and GC2-level people and even GC3s, and I can see the things that they're just not doing adequately. Um, It's just, uh, uh, like, work on positioning if you're in that GC level. I know that for sure. Um, Work on trying to utilize your teammate. I know everybody's infatuated by the air dribble. And just a spin, spin, spin arrow right or left, and into the flip reset. I'm telling you now, going for it 35 times a game and not utilizing your teammate at all in a two v two setting or even three v three setting is useless to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like go for it, your once or twice. That like you can go for it however many times you want in practice. But and this is what I was talking about earlier in terms of like when you get that moment, you got to capitalize on it. And that's what six man's taught me. Especially in three v three, because uh, you get less opportunities, so the ball is uh, more at a premium, and and so in two v two, you you're allowed the ability to go for more resets and all that, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. It's two v two for a reason. Try to focus on helping your teammate be the best they could be. Try to position to help them. Um, and switch things up. If you are if, if you notice that you have a tendency of always going left with the ball, try to make force yourself to go right with the ball and see what happens. Open up your game more. Get the ball more centralized to where you have the full entire width of the pitch and length of the pitch to work with. When you're pushing it down the field, don't just always play wall. Because when yeah. you're on the wall, you've, you basically cut off half the field already. You're, you're helping the defense out. Make sure you're using, utilizing both sides of the field. Um and be creative just try to when you're playing ranked play to rank up yes but also play to improve and if you're drop if 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 you're doing what you can and you start dropping 700 something a game not just farming saves but like actually playing your game and doing well and you're losing that's fine you can't win every game when you're solo tuning. that's not how it works not everybody can be like aj i I, (laughs) and first killer not everybody's them you might become them, but even they had a point where they couldn't win games. Um, mm-hmm. Every single game, at least. So it's just staying true to your craft and just, uh, and working on your game and really maximizing and focusing on your position and teamwork and just the little things, making sure that when you clear the ball off the back wall rather than it just going ride to the left wall, you practice on clearing it goal side every single time. And stuff little, little things like that to make sure that your game's just – that much better than the other person and uh, those type of benefits, you start reaping those rewards sooner than you think. It's really not that much of a difference. I would say from lower SSL, even like GC2, it's just a little micro consistencies. Now higher SSL and pro that's different. I feel
0: like one thing that I've noticed in my games, because I have spent some time watching SSL replays to ask myself, you know, what is the big difference? And I feel like one thing that I notice in SSL games or as ranks get higher is that people become more, I always, I always try to think about the right word. People don't go for the ball as often.
1: Yeah. They become more defensive. I knew that's where you're going. Yeah.
0: (laughs) How, so in, in picking better times to actually go for the ball. So that you can take possession, that you can take more, that you have a better opportunity when you actually do go for the... How How do you do that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's easier said than done, but twos is a flow. Twos is a flow. It's like a your turn, my turn type thing. Yeah. And after you make your play where you're 100 boost and it doesn't work out, you should probably get boost and try to disrupt other twos play. That doesn't mean that you should just throw yourself at it. Like... So, for example, you say you air dribble, and it didn't work out. and You landed and you're grabbing the opposition's left corner boost. They're coming out. You're, you you got to play off what your teammate does. If your teammate's running away, then that means that you should probably cut it. Yeah. <laughs> so, to stop them as early as possible to make it easier for your teammate. Now, if your teammate messes up after that, well, then that's just them. And then you, maybe right. you got to type in team chat, you go for the ball next time. Or not, maybe <laughs> maybe not that direct, but something along those lines to so let them know that, like, yo, uh, when I'm coming back, you can challenge earlier, and I wish that I wish they had voice chat. And that's why like, I really hope they like incorporate it into this game. It seems because like they that, might that, be working that, on
0: that. Though. That'll
1: that'll help so much. I can't tell you the amount of times, especially when I'm playing with people, which is like simple communication things. Like, yo, I'm coming back right here. You go, and I'll cover it up in the back end. And then the more and the because and it's all about it's all about capitalizing on when you're when the opposition has low resources and low resources being like they're out of they're like low boost mm-hmm. Um, and if you have 100 boost and they have 20 boosts, odds are in your favor so you can set up many things because they can't, if they're just going to dive at you they're going to use all 20 boosts to get at you so then you just go by them and they can't recover and then their teammates in a weird position and if the other team just going to keep being over aggressive and throwing stuff out the play, we all know how to feel like dimensions work. And you know they just hit the ball off the wall it's going to bounce out middle for me, it's empty net make sure you try to work on that to get them to throw them fling themselves out to the play and you get the free empty. And that's that's why that's how a lot of people play, especially at the higher level. They don't really like try to make they don't try to out aggress you or just show that I'm better than you. Uh-huh. Especially in like in Europe. If anyone watches Europe gameplay, that's how they play. It's re- it's really just slow, methodical and they try to take advantage of the little things. Mm-hmm. They don't really like just try to out pressure you or out shoot you, stuff like that. Right.
0: Okay, two questions. Does voice chat in the game just turn the game into a giant six-man server?
1: Uh, I mean, Just no. because
0: you can flame people on voice uh,
1: consistently. Oh, with the people of flame, if Sonics ever were to implement voice chat into the game, they would definitely have some way of recording that. So if they were True. to start flaming people, they'd get banned. Um yeah. uh, because the game is ready to eat for everyone anyways. Uh and I just feel that like that's a necessity if you incorporate someone and it's yeah. gonna be that to that degree of uh volatility, it's be that Yeah, yeah, it's gotta go. That's so like you gotta be able to punish the people who abuse that. Mm-hmm. And in terms of six man's level like comms, it just depends on the person. Like I'm sure some people are gonna be talking the whole entire game somehow. Uh, some people I'm will not, probably I'm just turn gonna, it right off. I'm not gonna be talking the whole entire game. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I I might I'll probably figure out a button to push to talk or something. Yeah, and and, and to and tell uh whoever I'm playing with uh, yo do this <laughs> or something yeah. like that, or we can try to do this next play. But um, it's not gonna be like a pure com com thing unless like it's like. Unless you're like partied up still and stuff like that, I meant like.
0: more from the toxicity side of things. Oh natural, yeah, it'll, like it'll, it'll be coming. toxic.
1: It'll be toxic, but that, that's just it's something that comes with life, unfortunately. Yeah. and like I said, Sonics would probably uh, think about that.
0: Yeah. And okay, so talking a little bit more about the rotation piece of thing, and this, my rotations and placement and and things of that nature is something that I've been thinking about a lot because I I know uh up to this point one thing that has got me in trouble is my decision making so as i'm trying to play more defensively and I, I will say i as in the general like people in general if you're they're trying to play more defensive trying to be a little bit more uh conscientious of the times where they actually go for the ball because in even in champ 1 champ 2 champ 3 gc and then all the way down people will cut rotations because i'm i'm a big solo cure so people will cut rotations people will get in your way when you have the best opportunity for the ball so how do you manage being uh very making sure that you go for the ball at the right time and then people getting in the way of what you think is the right time
1: uh it just comes with experience and then Um, it's just a float thing. So if they touch the ball already, then it should be your turn. (laughs) And if they're somehow still in the ball again, then you'll notice that like it's probably not your turn or not their turn to go. It's your turn. Like it's it's just a float thing. The your teammates shouldn't be having the ball the whole entire game. And then (laughs) and then and then um, it's like a balance. Y'all should both should be getting y'all's opportunities to make a play and. If somebody
0: thinks they should be touching the ball the whole game, I mean, that's just solo queue, right? Then you got to deal with it. Yeah, that's
1: just something you got to deal with. If they want to touch the ball game and ruin their own experience and your experience, then I mean, you just got to play off of that. And then you got to approach the game differently. Okay, Mm -hmm. I got a ball hog, so now I have to play a little bit more defensive and play a little bit smarter because I know that he's got to go for this ball. And so it's, it's solo queue is also a game of being able to adjust on the fly. To whatever teammates you are playing with, and so not everybody's just gonna be this perfect, uh, Garrett G type player where he's always gonna be in the right position and going will let you work stuff like that. It's just not gonna be the case. It's that's another thing that comes with solo queuing. It's all mm-hmm. about being able to be as flexible as possible.
0: That's why I need to get to SSL so I can just play with Garrett G all the time. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's the goal. Okay, that uh. I guess I'll just do it by the end of the week then. And then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Every All my problems will be solved. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we've been going for a decent amount of time. I think that a lot of good things have been said. I will say once again uh, that I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me some. Uh, and I do have a nice little process for shutting down the show. And we'll go ahead and start doing that. Uh, so okay. the first part of that is any final thoughts that you have for
1: the infinite boost audience? Um, I hope that I was helpful. I don't know if I was, or was not, but I hope that, um, my experiences can help y'all and y'all's own personal grinds in Rocket league, but also in a bigger picture and y- y'all's lives. And I really did appreciate my time on here. It was pretty fun good and yeah nice and then where can people find you uh out on the internet you can follow my twitter that's like my main social media i use uh at t3 baits B A T S for baits um i haven't posted on instagram in like four years and actually i was going to delete it but then my people said not to delete it so if you want to follow my instagram uh it's Tyler Bates 3. I'm going to try to start posting throughout my law school stuff. I have a YouTube that I haven't uploaded to mainly because I don't really I, I don't I don't want to just fall in with everybody else because everybody's on YouTube now and they're all just like uploading gameplay and stuff like that. I wanna be original. So I'm probably gonna start once I get my new camera, I'm probably gonna start uploading vlogs and stuff along those lines. Uh and just like life stuff. And then I also upload Rockley as well, but it'll be like a mix. So if you want to follow me on there, I think that is also T Bates. And then lastly I'm just oh my Twitch where I stream. Um check that out. It's also T Bates. <laughs> and it's a great time. I really love my community on Twitch. Um, it's something that allows me to talk to people. We talk about a variety of topics. Um yeah, that anybody I feel can just come and show and vibe. And yeah, also make sure to check out the first touch on Rocket League, uh, and yeah, stuff like that.
0: Nice. And I will say, if you are not familiar with T-Bates at all, uh, if you check out any of his stuff, uh, you're always guaranteed a good time for sure. There's, there's plenty of energy and excitement to be had. Uh, I think my, some of my first, uh, Things that I inter- I didn't interact with you, but saw you or some of your interviews on CRL. Oh. <laughs> um, when when Chef Bates might have come out every now and then, the the big personality uh, I always really appreciated. And then also yesterday, I unfortunately saw that last series for the the Salt mine. Mad. Oh yeah. my god, that was unfortunate.
1: That team played so well too.
0: I know they. I really thought you were going to get a win in that last game. I know,
1: um, same. I thought we had it, but yeah. it was close. The, I was the boys fought team. hard. They did.
0: Yeah, it was it was cool to see see you in that in that role of just being an encourager and, and being excited with the team and hopping into yeah, voice chat correct. every now and then. That was Yeah,
1: it. I don't know if I could do that for real, for real. That was stressful, but <laughs> that might be more stressful than playing. I have like no control over what's happening. It's just like I'm watching. It, ah. <laughs> it's a very different
0: world for sure. But yeah. it seemed it seemed like you were still enjoying yourself. Yeah,
1: I enjoyed every single second of it. Good,
0: good, cool. And then last but not least um i give all of my guests an opportunity to ask a question of the infinite boost audience so you get to ask a question and people sometimes will just write answers in my discord or send them out on twitter as well so any question that you want to ask to the infinite boost audience uh, and it could be rocket league related or not
1: okay i would like to ask y'all what is it that you will hope to accomplish? by within the next 3 years. Yeah, and that's my question. What is it that you will hope to accomplish within the next 3 years? Nice. Isn't how long
0: is your law program? Is it 3 years? 3 years. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> T-Bates is going to be a lawyer. What about you? Let him know on Twitter. <laughs> I I that's a that's a good question, and I'm sure you know for some people uh, They haven't thought three years in advance. Three years is a long time to think about. Mm-hmm.
1: It depends who you ask. Some people say it's a short time. Some people say it's a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For those of us that are getting up in age three years, still sounds like a little while. And then it goes. Then it goes by so really fast. Really fast. So, so
1: fast. <laughs>
0: So, so fast. Cool, man. Well, this was a lot of fun. I really do appreciate you coming to hang out and spend some time. And uh, as I said, uh, if you have ever caught some of the T-Bates banter on CRL or even on First Touch or something like that. Uh, it was nice to just have like a chill conversation with you about Rocket League and and get to see uh, more of this side of you, not the content creator or personality side of things. So yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, and, and coming to hang out for a little bit.
1: All righty, that, that sounds good. Also, shout out my mom, it's her birthday.
0: Oh yeah, shout out <laughs> to Mrs. Mom, mom T-Bates. Uh, It is her birthday today. We're recording on the previous Sunday. So uh, it's it's been her birthday for a little while. This comes out on Wednesday. But yeah, I hope she had a lovely day. Obviously, she knows what she's doing. She's she's done a good job raising a son. So thank you to her. Happy birthday to her. Thank you again, T-Bates. And as always, thank you for the boost.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me.